fed up with the current state of wrestling? Our hosts discuss things from the wrestling archives and enter the ring for WrestleShock. Now, join Alan Price and Chris Finn for their commentary. Episode 3! It's episode 3, isn't it? Let me just check that. Yes, it's episode 3 of WrestleShock. Uh, this is a time where we go back into the 80s, stroke early 90s, stroke not the noughties, and we discover hidden gems, and we discover certain wrestlers who unfortunately in this case have left us all too soon. Uh, and beside me to help me, my commentary partner, so to speak, the Lord Alfred Hayes to the Gorilla Monsoon, that kind of thing going on, uh, is Alan Price. Hello, Alan. Hello, Christopher. And how are you today? I am doing very well, thank you. Brilliant, okay. So that's probably the first of many voices, I would imagine, anyway. No, so, I'll, I'll try my best to behave. Yes, so, I, yeah, unfortunately, well, unfortunately slash fortunately, look at how you will, um, we're here to chronicle the uh, Macho Man Mania Madness, um, which is basically, instead of sitting down and um, going through um, Macho Man's illustrious career with um, either WWF at the time or WCW, um, had a like one-stop shop in TNA, uh, mm-hmm. and of course was in the wrestling ring with Spider-Man with Bonesaw. Um, but if you are looking to have a more... Um, in-depth look at um, Macho Man's career, you can head over to our friends at Total Wrestling Show. That's www.totalwrestlingshow.com. Um, just click on the Listen or Archive button, uh, or you can look for them on iTunes, and there's one dedicated to Macho Man, um, which is pretty good stuff. Um, we just thought it was pretty fitting that we should do something ourselves. It didn't feel right. We've obviously left it a wee while since the whole thing went down, you know, there's other shows, like Chris has said, that have, in fact, done a full and utter mad retrospective, but we didn't want to just let it sail past and not actually touch on it and just say a word or two about what we think about some of his mania memories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we kick things off, then? Indeed. Ring the bell, Christopher. Ding, ding. So, of course, um, probably Randy Savage's best known Wrestlemania match would be a certain opponent um, called Ricky the Dragon Steamboat um, 
for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 3. Now, of course, a lot of people say, like, Chris Jericho, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this was at the same time that Hulk Hogan fought Andre, and that match didn't really steal the, steal the show, but this match did. Um, do you have any recollection of whenever you first saw it, or... Um, we're not going to say what is ours until we get yeah. to it, but um, would this rank, obviously this would rank up there, but would this be your favourite Macho Man Mania moment? It's definitely one of the ones that you would have to put up there. It's a simple case of if you were to ask any long-time wrestling fan, number one, have they seen Macho Man versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? If they didn't say yes, then you're pretty much not a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Um, it is what you would consider as close to perfect as you could get for a wrestling match. Without having Mr. Perfect in it. This is true. Um, but it's a case of if you look back and you think, like, this is WrestleMania 3, this is the year that Hulk Hogan and Andre and that famous moment of the whole the slam heard around the world, that has been your memorable moment, so to say, from WrestleMania 3. But Purely from a wrestling match standpoint, this is this is your match for you know this should be one of the just matches anybody who goes to perform in WrestleMania should aim for. Yeah. And again, kind of like you mentioned there, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho's one of Chris Jericho's favorites is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, mm-hmm. as well as the likes of Shawn Michaels. So you can kind of see the theme there, and that the kind of the high flyer, the light in their feet sort of athlete, but also very good. Technically, yeah. Um, not to obviously scoot over to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat or anything. I wouldn't go away from the Macho Man. Obviously, the Macho Man very much can be a high flyer with his elbow drop and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, the handle from the top rope and all that kind of stuff. But it's one of those ones that I think if that if you were to see this match, if it was in a modern day setup, you know, say these guys were a generation later. Mm-hmm. and we're involved nowadays um, you wouldn't I would think if we were doing a wrestling you know a Wrestlemania discussion nowadays and these two were going to go at it you would maybe think their styles wouldn't mesh yes there's similarities would you say that that could be said of like The Undertaker and say Shawn Michaels yeah you know, you really you with Undertaker and Shawn Michaels obviously you were thinking there's the possibility for a good match but we weren't getting our hopes up for the simple fact that because both gents were getting on in age yeah. um, we all pretty much knew that even three years ago the Undertaker was spent and Sean wasn't far behind him only obviously Sean could still pull a hell of a one out of the bag he was in a lot better condition than Undertaker but yeah the similarities are definitely there and the fact that everybody would be excited for it but just a wee bit reserved in the sense of they don't want to they don't want it to disappoint yeah but of course this one didn't yeah um it obviously didn't disappoint um of course you had the maximum man with uh elizabeth in his his corner and the dragon with the um very odd george animal steel Mm -hmm. um obviously there's moments in this where for George Animal Steel gets involved and oh, of course. Macho Man's going to do something with the top rope with like the bell and all that kind of stuff um, it's, it is a great match but 
it's one that survived through due to how good the mm-hmm. match is. You know, like as you say, you know, like if you look at the parallel, if you look at the Hogan Andre match, mm-hmm. that match is remembered for that slam, whereas mm-hmm. their match is remembered for being a good match. Now, yeah. being either being in the main event as Hogan and Andre were, or being in that, you know, that so so many years later. Um, you know, like it's still remembered so fondly, um, and it's still you know one for people to actually live up to um, is great, um, and it's nice that they um, both have um, a legacy there because I think this is probably Steamboat's, apart from obviously when he fought Chris Jericho um, with Piper and Snuka, that was his only appearance at WrestleMania. Yeah, you know, so it's nice to have two matches at WrestleMania. And be so well remembered, you know, mm-hmm. what I can fondly thought of, and that kind of stuff. Definitely. Okay, so um, after that, there obviously Macho Man then lost to Ricky the Dragon. Ricky the Dragon obviously was new Intercontinental Championship champion. Um, so after that, um, went on to have like a feud with like the Honky Tonk Man to get the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship back. Uh, and decided to pursue the WWE title. Um, so, obviously, WrestleMania 4 was a little bit different um, in essence to do with the title. Do you want to set up why this is, Alan? Well, this involved a certain million-dollar man, and more so specifically because this is... Effectively, you nearly have a kind of King of the Ring tournament. Mm-hmm. Because the WWE title didn't have a champion. Yeah. And obviously, as you can guess with the opponent that the Macho Man faces here, Ted DiBiase, he managed to swindle his way into the finals. So he did in the only way he can. And obviously, if you know, when you look back at the history of Ted DiBiase, he's tried buying the WWE title. Yeah, I think that's why it was vacated, if memory serves. Yeah, the whole Andre and Hogan sort of shenanigans going on. Shenanigans! And basically, Ted bought the title, and then he was told, no, no, not allowed. So that has us here at WrestleMania in the final. We end up with Ted DiBiase versus Macho Man Randy Savage, and... Ted, of course, as we all know, comes out worse for wear in the fact that he doesn't win the title. Yep. And doesn't he come down with Andre and Virgil in this one? Do my memory serves me correctly? Yes, he does. Well, this is the one where... Yeah, because this is the one where Elizabeth runs back because this is the one that has the big steps down and she runs away and then Hogan comes down and that's whenever, obviously, Hogan then gets interferes and then hits DiBiase and Ventura says like oh you can't tell me you monsoon you didn't see that and mm-hmm. you know, the huckster uh, <laughs> makes me, or the pukester or whatever he um, was calling them then um, but it seemed to be you know that's one thing I don't like about this match is the fact that obviously I'm a huge Hogan fan but the ending of it you know it seemed to be Hulk Hogan's not in the main event let's put him in the main event but like how yeah. do that because this is, this is the thing, you see it obviously not only here, but later with the whole Bret Hart-Yokozuna WWE title match. Yeah, uh-huh. 
Hogan's not there. What's happening with Hogan? And then, boom. Oh, right, let's throw Hogan in at the end of the match. Yeah. It's the same thing here. It kind of slightly took away from it. Obviously, you know, Macho Man winning the title and all was fantastic, and it was a great, you know, great scene and all. Yeah. But having Hogan again there would be comparing it nowadays to the way you've seen it in the past. With John Cena race. comes out or Triple H comes out yeah. and like raises the person's hand who they've helped basically win the title mm-hmm. and it basically takes a bit of the you know the rub that that title gives to that person yeah. away from them because basically saying oh look there's Hulk Hogan the biggest guy in the business at this moment in time Brother. and he virtually helped him win the title mm-hmm. by you know yes obviously Macho Man was up against it and the fact of obviously Ted's a big big heel and he has backup and all Macho Man really had was Elizabeth yeah um I take my my skirt off this is Elizabeth not me <laughs> and then show my little red panties be like oh look at that <laughs> but yes fair to say that uh still good to see him win the WWE title and a well deserved title win um but again as some people find it across the years of yes Hogan's a fantastic uh entertainment specialist and obviously went on to his movies and all but just yeah, sadly had to take a wee bit of the shine yeah excuse me uh, um yeah I think it would have been better if Hogan came out and went to hit Macho mm. and or went to hit Ted DiBiase sorry and accidentally hit Macho Man yeah then DiBiase won then leading up to their match at Wrestlemania 6 which wasn't actually WrestleMania six, if I would actually think about it. <laughs> um, WrestleMania five. Sorry, I jumped the uh, jumped the year. You got your Roman numerals wrong. Yeah, um, I just thought Rocky Rocky V. Um, I thought that would have led better up to that, you know, because then it would be a case of Hogan still the baby face, Macho Man. You know, fair enough. You know that kind of happened, but it was a whole thing to do with. Elizabeth, or somebody fell on Elizabeth, and then that's whenever Hogan's yeah, backstage. Yeah, and, and takes yeah, out and he's just like, oh, please say she's alright, dog. Um, I think that would have been better, because then it would be, you cost me the championship, you know, something I've worked hard for, yeah. who asked you to come out, and all oh, Elizabeth did, no, she didn't, uh, and then she could still be in neutral, you know, because yeah. again, in that, it's Hogan, it's Savage, and then she comes out. Uh, the Savage's music, but apparently she's in neutral and will just stand in the corner idly by. Mm. Um, it's it's a good match, but um, out of the many he has, it would be in the bottom echelon, so to say. Yeah, but unfortunately, it's with DBLC, You know, um, his most memorable one, I think, would be. Didn't he have? I can't. I see. I'm trying to think now. I think he, I think he had a WrestleMania match with Jake the Snake at WrestleMania three. I, I honestly can't remember. I know he did have a, a match. Um, he has a match with Jake the Snake at WrestleMania six. Ten. Oh well, well there we go. I knew it was. I just uh, I just halved it. That was all. Yeah. And obviously he teamed up with IRS and you know was uh, fought Hogan and uh, Beefcake. I was going to say Bischoff there. <laughs> um, Beefcake. Um, but. Yeah, unfortunately, a good match for Savage, but it's not one of DiBiase's fonder yeah. moments. No, because that's the sort of thing. Is with this sort of a match, it could have been a lot better. It was yeah. just the way that they were having to play it with the fact of 
Ted being such the uber heel and then playing it up the fact that he's trying to get his in- way into this title at any means possible. The typical heel thing to do. Yeah. That it eventually had to set up that sort of an ending. Um, and that's the way it ended up. Basically, it would be a case of when it comes to WrestleMania matches for both these guys, they would have expected a bit better. But some some things just have to go a certain way to make the match come out the way it does because again back back then we're in the 80s it's your typical sort of same as WWE nowadays well WWE is fading away a wee bit from the PG aspect and they keep saying they keep saying the B word they keep saying naughty words <gasps> like naughty WWE you don't see me Sam do you? no you don't that <laughs> <laughs> was well done Christopher well Thanks. done um, but it was again if it was maybe during the Attitude Era you could have maybe seen a different style of match but again we should. there's so many ifs and buts but that's the thing about professional wrestling I mean I would like to know if somebody actually sits down and watches wrestling and then just go yeah I actually like the way they entertain up this match or yeah enjoy what they're doing or whatever I think a lot of us will be like mm, blooming crap there's always nitpicking. There always has yeah. and there always will be. So obviously that was in 1988 whenever um, Macho Man fought uh, DiBiase. Obviously before his next WrestleMania match, which we will cover after the break, um, he had a sort of wedding that he had to attend to. Indeed, yes. Um, which was obviously... Elizabeth, uh, will you marry me? Uh, uh, let me think yeah. about it. Let me think about it. Uh, okay. And he said, oh yeah. And he goes, what? It's the um, co- I think that one thing that stands out with that whole wedding thing is, um, isn't it Monsoon? That's like, he's getting cold feet or something like that. He's like thinking about it. He's like, I it's, think it's probably, oh no, it's, I think it's Hina. She's going to say no. It's, he's saying that he's going to say no, but I think Monsoon's going like, because Macho's trying to get the words out. Uh-huh. And he kind of turns away for a second. So it's like he's, thinking oh I won't do this but it is it's a very good segment and it's a case of it was if you look back at it now in comparison to the weddings or proposals you have usually in modern era WWE it's a case of it's a lot more believable yeah. like then obviously because it was effectively true and all that yeah. sort of stuff but in comparison it's a lot better it stands out a lot better across Must the time. Must have been nice, you know, to be a fan of wrestling back in the day and not have internet and not have spoilers for things. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and just happily watch things and not knowing what's going to happen. The one thing that internet has done has effectively opened it up to too broad an audience and makes us too picky because we were like, oh, well, there were rumours of this and then this happened, so yeah, that's or you rubbish. get people, or you get people on Twitter, you know, spoiling, like, the end of shows yeah, for you. exactly. And uh, things like that. So, obviously, he married Elizabeth and then had, like, a year-long reign with the title. Um, and then his next WrestleMania stop was in WrestleMania 5. Where was it? Where was it? Uh, it was somewhere in the 2nd of April. Somewhere in the 2nd of April. Okay, yeah. Christopher, very good. It was in a building. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out. You're and guessing it was in a building? I think it was in Trump Towers. You're thinking it was in Trump Towers? Four and five were in Trump Towers. In Trump Plaza. Trump Plaza. Yes. Yeah. The Trump Man in Atlantic City. Because it's the only time that two WrestleManias have been held in the same venue back to back. And it's never, ever been done again. So, but never say never. Don't look at me like never that. Never say never. 
Uh, yeah, so we're going to go to break now and play you some. Probably play you the promo um, coming from Macho Man Hulk Hogan. <gasps> I spoiled it. Spoilers! Oh no, I'm as bad as people. And I'm on the internet and I'm doing spoilers, wrestling spoilers. Oh no. Well, I think it's fair to say that um, if they haven't seen it by now, you know, I think they're not going to want to. Well, you know. If you haven't seen it, then well, sorry, that's tough. Enough of that, though. Um, we're going to move on to the break, and then we shall come back after the break um, with our thoughts on WrestleMania 5. Dig it! <laughs> Hey, this is Chris Jericho and Bob. You're listening to Chris and Alan, the sexiest beast in the UK. Nice to meet you, What it is, friends. Sween Hollick here, inviting you to join me every Monday for Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk. What's that, you ask? Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk is my weekly video series in which we take a look at my favorite toy line of yesteryear, Vintage Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If you're a green teen goer, I'm betting you'll have a great time getting reacquainted with old friends or meeting new ones for the first time. That's Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk at www.radicalretro.com, part of the Pop Culture Network. Hulk Hogan, yeah. You say you don't know where the macho man is coming from? Yeah, you're right. You don't know anything about the macho man, Randy Savage, and where I'm coming from. Because it's mind-boggling to you, yeah! One man could make it to the top of the World Wrestling Federation mountain, yeah, all by myself. No pukesters helping me to the left, and no pukesters helping me to the right. Didn't need them then, don't need them now. And another person I don't need is Elizabeth either, yeah, because I'm the champion by myself, all by myself. You don't know where I'm coming from, Hulk Hogan, this Sunday afternoon. But I know where you're coming from, yeah. I know everything about Hulk Hogan, yeah. I know what makes you tick, yeah. And you've got the audacity, yeah, to see that in WrestleMania 5, that Hulkamania is going to survive. You don't know me, Hulk Hogan. You don't know where I'm coming from. After I beat you with that big elbow and pin you one, two, three, guaranteed victory. I'm going to tell you and all the pukesters out there one last time before this Sunday afternoon. Hulkamania is... Dead. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Everybody! So yes, WrestleMania 5, Atlantic City, 1989, the <laughs> year of my birth. <laughs> I am... I would have been, el- been 11. This was, in fact, two months before I was born, so, like... Oh, you didn't see I, it. Like, I didn't get to see nothing. Um, but yes, it is Hulk Hogan. Hollywood Hulk Hogan, brother. Uh, versus Macho Man Randy Savage. The tagline of this match and this WrestleMania is the mega powers 
explode. Not a good way. It is not a good way. <laughs> Any explosion is typically Michael Bay explosion. Well, sorry, Michael Bay explosions are good, but besides that, Broken. what stands out from this for you, Christopher? Uh, probably the fact as we discussed earlier on there, you know, obviously these are both like big baby faces in inverted commas, um, and they form a tag team as Alan just said, called the Mega Powers. So you see them teaming up, and there's little things here and there that, yeah, that start to put doubts in each other's mind, and um, and something happened to Elizabeth wherever she, um, somebody, I think it's Macho Man, like hits her in the head with his ass. The typical sort of somebody dodges out the way and he goes flying. Yeah, and, and she's like, Ugh. but uh, what I remember about that is just the way she was sitting, like on the floor, mm-hmm. and just seeing her spine and me just going, Ugh, I don't like that. Too thin. It's, yeah, it's like, uh. and then Hogan was te- teaming with him. I funny found like don't quote me on this. No, it wouldn't be right. Would it be right? No. <laughs> no, it's not. No, sorry. I'm thinking of WrestleMania 8, which is Hogan Justice. Uh, never mind. Um, and he leaves Randy in the ring by himself mm-hmm. and kind of takes Elizabeth backstage to yes. get like um, some uh, medical treatment. And then basically Savage comes in and basically just goes to town on the now miraculously healed heal um, Elizabeth. And uh, Hulk Hogan and just kind of beats a tripe into Hogan, uh, leading to their matchup at WrestleMania. Because obviously, there's the whole in the whole build up. There's uh, Savage is obviously suspecting that Hulk fancies Elizabeth. Yeah, and starts to show. There's like footage that's been like heavily edited and stuff to kind of make it look like Hulk is after <coughs> Elizabeth. Oh well, that was something that. Happened in like one of the later matches, which we'll get on to obviously later. Later, <coughs> sorry, what's that? I was coughing. Get it out, <coughs> right? Okay, Mr. Pokemon Master. Uh, yeah, so that's basically what I remember and stuff about the match. And um, obviously, these two were such ring generals and knew each other very well. Um, Hogan's always said that Macho Man prided himself on, like, as you said, about WrestleMania 3, you know, having the perfect match and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they would, um, religiously, um, practice the match, you yeah. know, so everything would be right, you know, it's kind of like if you're doing a dance, you know, you need to know what step comes or what move comes yeah. after that. So it, it's a case of if he drops elbow drop, then. Uh, Hogan then needs to know that he has to go to the turnbuckle and hold his throat or whatever, yeah. you know, something along those lines. No, because that's the sort of thing. Is obviously with Savage being such the perfectionist, with someone like Hogan, Hogan? who's very much John Cena of his era. Don't you was, dare! I don't calm yourself. Don't you dare mention Hulk Hogan and John yourself. Cena in the same sentence. Calm yourself, dear. Shut up and go home. <laughs> He's not the most polished of performers. Get out of my house. <laughs> He's not the most polished of performers. So the fact that he put in such an effort with Savage to make this a good match and to do the practice tells you the respect that was had between the two. Yeah. Obviously, it's a case of it went kind of uh, sour down the years. 
as we obviously heard in recent times with Savage's passing, Hogan and him hadn't talked for about what was it, about ten, 10 years. years? Yeah. And had only recently started talking again and yeah. Hogan was very annoyed that they hadn't spoke for such a long time. Because obviously we'll have this match and it's a key match for Savage and Hogan because it's WrestleMania and mm-hmm. it's two amazing wrestlers going at it. But yes, I said wrestlers. Um <gasps> That's banned. You have to bleep that. You have to use your Yoshi noise. No. Yeah. Um, <gasps> no but Hogan was one of the Hogan? reasonings why Savage was brought into WCW. Because he had such a respect for him and yeah, said he would be a good pick. That's, that's who you want to believe. Though Hogan says that he brought him oh, in. Yeah. Piper says he brought him in. So, somebody else said he brought him in. So unless Macho Man had... Th- him and two clones working in WCW. Um, somebody's telling fibs, and to be honest with you, it's probably Hogan. Hogan has been known to tell a few fibs in the past. Never. Really? Are you sticking up for him? Yeah, sticking up for Hulkster. Yeah. His, auto, his first autobiography was true fact. That's I do not believe for one second. Is Hulk Hogan is this, is this the same that title was true fact the book didn't contain you know like all the truth this is the same man who said I never ever 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 touch drugs he didn't he got somebody else to do it for him he never touched them they were effectively in him I don't know I'm just making just stuff Piper up described it as I'm making stuff up Piper said Hogan had a backside Hogan had a backside harder than a rhinoceros's bum because the amount of injections he had done in his bum. <laughs> and Roddy Piper knows this. Hi. Oh, Hogan. Your bum's a little bit red there. Okay, the new. Severely bad Scottish accent there, Christopher. <laughs> I know, I just thought. Okay, the new at the end there. But anyway, to steer it back a wee bit here. <laughs> back into. And Hogan's match. Obviously. Miss Elizabeth being trying to be the neutral anyway. It caused a bit of a furore. I don't know why I'm going into a bit of Lord Alfred. I'm trying to maintain the voices slightly. Hogan obviously at the end of this prevailed. Being Hogan, this was expected. He kicked out of the elbow drop, did his Hulk up, hit the leg drop, and became WWE. If. Yes, I said champion for the second time of like many many more yeah well if you think about it Wrestlemania won he won 2 he won 3 he won 4 he won 5 he won 6 he lost uh, 7 he won 8 he won 9 he won his match then he won the belt and then obviously he lost against The Rock so in his Wrestlemania match just say 9 odd 9 10 matches he's lost twice it's not a bad record. It's not a bad, not record, a bad record. I'm actually surprised he's lost once, long twice. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, it. Was a good match, you know, and um, something if you want to see two two kings of the promos as well going on, you know, um, Hogan obviously. You know, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Blah blah blah. That's another thing between these two, and it's interesting. What, mean Gene? No, no, not Mean Gene. Yeah. Is the promos, Hogan very much shouts at you, 
but Macho Man, he can be loud, and obviously he had a, such a distinctive voice. Yeah, but, but you sometimes find different style. But you sometimes find, oh yeah, Hulk Hogan, yeah, I'm going to get you, yeah, I'm going to get you, Hogan. And then it like, sounds nearly like, sadistic, really. Yeah. Whereas Hogan would be like obviously the worst person cutting promos ever is the Ultimate Warrior, like <sighs> and all that. <laughs> All that caper. Out there, Chris. Yeah, it's actually good for the sound. Let's just give it a whirl. Um, but yeah, um, obviously these two um, knew each other so well personally, and then obviously it pretty much showed in the ring. So um, we go then from that there, and uh, obviously Macho Man is kind of the, the bad guy now. Yeah. Um, and then he aligns himself because he's. Macho King now mm. Not the Macho Man He's the Macho King The so, King Must be the most used gimmick In all of professional Yeah well he must wrestling. have won King of the Ring yeah. Because sure You had King Hardy Race mm-hmm. You had King Duggan For a while King Buka Eventually And King Seamus Which was so Severely Not A long Regal use. Yeah Regal Wow Another idiot That was in line For a huge major push And then got caught for drugs Well done there sir um, but yes, rest way to represent Regal. Woo! I know, way to ruin it for the UK. Woo! Uh, <laughs> but WrestleMania six again. This is where we take a wee bit more of a nosedive again in terms of quality of match. Um, what are you talking about, fool? You, but again, it's bipping and bobbing. Two good competitors, Macho Man and Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, fire. Mixed tag team match specifically. Oh Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire. Where the woman at? But who were they with? Is what? Who were Dusty Rhodes and uh, Sapphire with? Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire. Were they? Was Mrs. Elizabeth? Oh. Mrs. Elizabeth was them. Oh, yeah. So look, it's all for twists because Randy's a naughty boy, and of course oh, they were facing yeah. off against Randy Savage and Sensational Queen Sherry. He had also already been. A woman wrestler back in the days, so like the AWA and all that kind of stuff. Be true, and a very good one at that. Yeah, I won the belt and, and stuff. future Hall of Famer, of course. Yes. Inducted by Ted DiBiase, if my memory serves me correctly. It does indeed. Great success. Ted DiBiase is always your kind of token, you know, induct uh, someone into the Hall of Fame guy, as is Dusty Rhodes, to just put that point out there. <laughs> to just. I'm like Shatner. I pause. You're like what? Sorry. Shatter. Oh well. I the... pause every. Come you just work. take the S H A T. That's what you are. Okay. So yes, Mister Bippin and Boppin, Dusty Rhodes, Randy Savage. Polka dots. Yeah, the polka dots. And of course, if you're in the UK, um, you'll recognise his. Uh, in the older DVDs of this, um, whenever he comes down the ring, he doesn't actually come down to mm-hmm. his American Dream music. You know the American Dream, and it goes, and then he's just a common man, and all that. It actually sounds like the Wheel of Fortune music that John Leslie. He said about him the better. Um, wow. <laughs> allegedly. Um, uh, that kind of music. So we're like, D-d-d-d-d. and then you expect to hear, what prizes do we have today, Steve? Well, Dusty, we have these. 
We have pork and beans. <laughs> and you have a one night stay and sleeping in an alley with kings and queens. Um, so yeah, so these two um obviously Sapphire was with um Dusty Rhodes before she turned to the dark side and again million dollar man kinda of <laughs> Um, he like bought her off and stuff, and um, bought her a Cadillac. Yeah, bought for a Cadillac. Bought, bought a Cadillac, and then obviously in honky tonk man come down ring Cadillac, drop a DDP, going like yeah, bang. I do yoga and stuff. Why RG? <laughs> but why are you? Why RG? Yeah. <laughs> okay, but yes, sensational uh, Sherry, as obviously previously mentioned, a. Women's wrestler and Sapphire had no wrestling. Experience. Yeah, so this was your typical, obviously. This is the 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 cookie back in the day, kind of. Pretty much, we yeah. said. Obviously, there's a lot more matches on this card for WrestleMania six. Like, I'll give you a quick idea for WrestleMania six here. You do that. Uh, include the dark match because it's rubbish. <laughs> oh, tell me who was that? Who was it? Uh, it was Paul Roma defeated the Brooklyn Brawler. Uh, <laughs> But yeah. Paul Roma, the guy who was part of the Four Horsemen and completely bitched about Ric Flair being old and all. Paul Roma, you're a job guy who nobody will remember. That's why he's in a dark game. match here. But quickly, you have quickly. The first match is Rick Martel and Coco Beaver. Uh, you had Demolition <laughs> oh. was in here. You had Earthquake and Hercules. You had Bruce the Barber, Beefcake and Mr. Perfect. Roddy Piper and Bad News Brown, a.k.a. Ezekiel Jack and Jackson's dad. Or uh, Andre Giant's poo victim. Yes, Heart Foundation were here. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, obviously, and Randy. You had the Orient Express. You had Jim Duggan. You had Warrior uh, Hogan. Roberts. You had Big Boss Man. You had Rick Rude. Warrior Hogan. Warrior Hogan. Warrior you had Hogan. Jimmy Snuka. Warrior For Hogan. For of 14 matches on this card. That's pretty good. Excluding the dark match. Yeah, that's pretty 15 good. 15 in total. Because so, nowadays, you'd probably get about six... Or seven at most. Yeah. It's fair to say, basically, I'm actually, I have the timings up here. There's pretty much no match. Well, sorry, there's one match before the main event that goes over 10 minutes. That's mm-hmm. how many matches there is here. Dusty Rhodes, oh. Oh. Sapphire, Randy, and Sensational Sherry only end up getting about eight minutes. But that's one of the longer matches, you know, in the run up to the main events here. So. They did pretty well, but it is, again, like you say, it's positioned in this card very much like that Cookie, Laycool, John Morrison, Dolph Ziggler match of this year's WrestleMania was. It's very, very smack bang, sort of late middle sort of area. It's just did after. This, did this come before the main event? Oh, yes, this came before the main event. Like, no, what, was this like the match before the main event? Or was no, it like no, no, a couple no, no, no. Of this was, it was a good while off. That's what I'm saying. It's about kind of just after middle oh, right, so you're okay. talking about your 8th or ninth match sort of thing so mm-hmm. it's probably trying to this would be a match I would consider in the run of things trying to just pique everybody's interest up again because like before that you had the Barbarian and Tito Santana and the Heart Foundation and the Bolsheviks so if kind of things would have went a wee bit quiet fair, fair, in fairness the Heart <laughs> Foundation match only went 19 seconds but <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Um, but, yeah, Sensational Sherry would have had to have done most of the things for the women in this. Um, but, again, she 
is a fantastic manager. Yeah. Because obviously, involved here with Randy Savage, a perfect person for him to have as a heel. Yeah. I think if you wanted to have heel heat, um, Sherry was the perfect manager oh, yeah. um, to stick you with. Oh yeah, definitely. And in all fairness to Randy, he actually played this really, really well. Yeah. Whoever can pull off this sort of a gimmick, I think, when they become the king of the ring or anything like that, it'll help improve your career and push you forward because obviously that's originally what the king of the ring was designed for. But obviously, Randy kind of was in this sort of period of time. He didn't really need to win a king of the ring. Much like Booker T, because Booker T obviously was world champion and ended up winning King of the Ring and that sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas in the past, Edge obviously won King of the Ring. I think this was. I think this was obviously to do with the next match that we'll cover, and a certain stipulation that was into it. I think this was just them playing safe. Yeah. Which obviously we'll touch on. But later of course, on. it was a good enough wee match. But again, it won't really end up. In memory books, I think it, I think that would probably have to be Macho's weakest WrestleMania outing, and then I would say DiBiase's match with him after that, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that is a fair idea with that one. Is that right? Sorry, I was about to burp. So no, I, I thought I thought you were doing your Alfred Hayes. No, no, sorry, I was about to burp. I didn't really want to burp. Honestly, before we go on to um, the break again and then come back and discuss his WrestleMania Seven uh, match, honestly, um, around this time as well, you have a lot of video games that are out. Yes. That he features heavily in, you know, like um, um, you'd obviously have the um, WrestleMania Steel Cage match one for the NES. Yeah, like the WWF World Rumble, which came out and all that yep. kind of stuff. Um, when are you played the video games? Was Macho Man one of the characters you chose, or did you always stick for like your? Well, uh, DBS, no, like? I would kind of, I would kind of mess about and play with everyone, sort of thing. You know, may as well. So back then, obviously, the games weren't as advanced <laughs> as they are nowadays, and the fact of your characters have their videos and you know properly do everything you'd kind of more nowadays you would stick to your character that you would like but back yeah. then it'd be more one of those ones that you would like to see the variety and see what moves everybody's got because mm. back then obviously things press NB go were a bit limited but even in the old games I think it's cool still seeing the moves and that sort of thing yeah I always stuck with Hulkster wow that's a bit obvious isn't it yeah to be expected ladies and gentlemen but I think Chris isn't it time to go to the break yeah because we have the final two and uh, the most memorable two probably because they're obviously later ones uh, to talk about which is WrestleMania 7 and 8 and then we'll just have a wee quick recap on some stuff and then um, just say our farewells and what you can expect in the next episode of WrestleShock. What's up all? This is Sween Hollick from Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk and you're listening to a Primo Pop Culture Network podcast. Hey guys, Pixel Dan here. If you are a fan of toys, then you need to check out That New Toy Smell. That New Toy Smell is a weekly toy series created by collectors for collectors. In every episode, we take a look at the latest toy news, answer our fan questions, and feature a video review of a toy line from the past 
or from today. There's a brand new episode of That New Toy Smell every Saturday exclusively at PopCultureNetwork.com. Be sure to check it out. Yeah, career versus career. The big one, yeah. The one that you get tight about, yeah. Loosey goosey, but tight, yeah. You gotta know what you gotta know when you go into the moment of truth. And I am the Macho King. And you are in my shadow, Ultimate Warrior, yeah. Because the inevitable, yeah. The inevitable, what's gonna happen at WrestleMania 7 in Los Angeles is that I own you, yeah. You're mine. I'm gonna get your career. I'm niching the belt of the Macho King, yeah. I've gone down the best in the World Wrestling Federation. But my job ain't done yet. One more thing to do, Los Angeles, WrestleMania 7, I'm gonna take your career, you're mine, oh yeah, dig it! And welcome back from the break folks, because Alan has just finished a little drink there, um, so quite literally we'll... We are back from the break. He should have went a lot of time. He, it was be like a, he's at school, and then you've got like half an hour for your lunch, and he's at his lunch like at twenty-five minutes past. Sorry, sir. <laughs> you will be yes. I throw a car at your head. Throwing a transformer at me. Transformer, car in disguise. Car in disguise. <laughs> yep, that's what it is. Anywho, Christopher, WrestleMania Seven. Arguably, and in my opinion, Macho Man's best match um, really, really? ever, in my opinion. You really think so? I really think so. Considering the opponent? Yes, the... Hulk Hogan! Uh, the Ultimate Warrior. Um, no, I think he's facing Macho Man. I know, but he's just like, uh, he'd say Hulk Hogan anyway, because he's... Hello, I'm going to go and get my name changed to The Warrior. Is or that warrior, right, Jim? Warrior. Huh? Or Warrior Warrior. Is that right, Jim Helwig? Are you? Because uh, if we do that, then they'd pay me money because I copyrighted that. No, you didn't copyright the Ultimate Warrior, did you? And all you did was call yourself up. And then it's just like, yeah, uh, trademark and all that. Caper, freaking numb nuts. Um, Such violence, ladies and gents. I know, well, Randy Savage. Back on point, Chris. Yeah, back on point. Um, honestly, um, this uh, came around the time as whenever at the start of the year, um, which was 1991. Um, this was around the time when Hogan and Slaughter were having their I was just going to say that in the Royal Rumble, um, Warrior was defending his championship against Sergeant Slaughter and was probably on track to beat him Savage came out with a scepter and then whacked him on the head and Slaughter pinned him and won the belt then the warrior said like uh, that he had to get stitches and to find like a crystal from a scepter going leave it in there it's just like maybe that's why you're getting your name changed to the warrior or winged warrior or wasik warrior I don't know um <laughs> and uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so basically Savage costs Warrior the belt Warrior then says right uh, what we're going to do Macho King is we're going to have a career ending match at Wrestlemania um, oh so, no man so it's like uh, <laughs> one of their careers is going to finish hence why it was the Macho King I know uh, who I wish his career who would have ended 
and uh, whenever the macho king came out he was like carried to the ring um, by these dudes you know like he was like sitting down throne carriers basically what? throne carriers yeah throne carriers apparently uh, with Sherry by his side and then you heard the warriors music and he came out and dun, dun, stood there and pointed but he didn't run and uh, then he just walked down and um, very different for him <laughs> mm-hmm. so his trunk said m- means much more than this and had a picture of the belt and then one of his knee pads was warrior and one of his knee pads was savage and uh, it was just a very good match um, obviously the ultimate warrior um, Alag Goldberg is not go- known for going great distances um, or for being very accommodating whenever it comes to facing other people yeah um Obviously, his matches weren't, as Jim Ross has said, you know, like, his entrances provided a lot of sizzle before the opening bell, but once he got into no the bell, then it was just a case of, you know, it would last for um, a couple of minutes, and then he, away he went again. But needless yeah. to say, this uh, this match was the complete opposite of that. This was not a few minutes. No. This was the longest match on the card for this WrestleMania by about 20 seconds. <laughs> 20 seconds. European event with Hogan and Slaughter. Uh, that match that match was probably the first time that I thought blood and Chris was like is that ketchup oh no it wasn't it wasn't because it was Bret Hart Roddy Piper WrestleMania 7 I do beg your pardon um but yeah this is WrestleMania 7 what you're confused yeah it was confused no I know it was the first time I said blood then okay but again Randy again. of course because he is still Macho King yeah uh, Sensational Sherry is still with him yeah, so they're having their match and, you know, so many near falls and Savage does about 7 or 8 or 9 or 10, he does some crazy amount of elbow drops off the top rope, pins... Ultimate Warrior's just typically being Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, and Warrior kicks out and then um, he does, like, his finishing move, pins him and then Savage kicks out and Warrior's, like, looking up the sky with his hand and he's like, why, God, why? And uh, then he's going to leave and match him on kind of brings back in pins him and kicks out Warrior does like a, about a couple million John Cena-esque shoulder blocks yeah and uh, then just brings Macho in by the scruff of the hair rolls him over puts his foot on him and then just puts his arms in the air and then um, Warrior's won obviously one th- the thing we forgot to touch on at ringside was Elizabeth in the crowd Bobby Heenan goes like isn't that Elizabeth it is and then at the end um, Sherry is kind of beating the tar out of Savage and she runs down and all the all the women in the crowd are all going oh my god I'm so happy I'm so happy they're back together oh my god I could read National Enquirer about it's you like so and they could go on Oprah even though Oprah's not around I'll be like oh no it's like it's so emotional this kid's just gonna cry I know it's out of myself, dog. He's, you're welling up just thinking about it, aren't you? Pull, pull, pull together, Chris. Pull together. <sighs> no, you're not Ultimate Warrior. Give it a rest. Um, but what this match kind of makes me think of, and I don't know whether you think of it like this. No, not chocolate. <laughs> is chocolate. Ultimate Warrior... Well, not Ultimate Warrior was compared to, but... A certain wrestler of the modern era was compared to Ultimate Warrior, not only because of their ring entrance style. This is, of course, Dave Batista. All right. 
because yes, obviously both. Oh yeah, and shaking both the ropes obviously and do shake the ropes and that sort of a thing, but both were considered very clunky in ring performers. Um, what a word to describe clunky. Well, it sounds like a car that's not running properly. Oh, it's running a bit clunky. It's running a bit Batista there. <laughs> but again, this was a long match, so Ultimate Warrior being compared to the likes of Batista. And you would compare Randy Savage to kind of the Undertaker in this match. Because nobody expected, obviously, Batista and Undertaker to steal the show. Yeah. And they always put Batista in the same bracket as an Ultimate Warrior. Uh-huh. But it was, again, obviously there was the crazy... <gasps> I got an email from OT saying I can get priority tickets for Britney Spears. Just wow. thought you might know. Nah, I don't care, thanks. She's not good anymore. <laughs> just came out like that uh, you've put me off my pace with this Britney Spears uh, you're saying about Batista and uh, Britney Spears no it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> allegedly Batista slept with Britney Spears I wouldn't put it past him <gasps> slept with Melina but she slept with everybody slag <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but yes this was the retirement match so this obviously caused this was Randy Done, we thought, with <laughs> ring performances. Yeah. Um, also, this was the first retirement match. I, I kind of the first wa- of many eventually. <laughs> I want to go out on a limb and say that this was the first match, apart from like a steel cage mm-hmm. match, that had a stipulation. Right. Uh, no, I'd be wrong. Because I'm just thinking because you had the blindfold match and the same bloody pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, had Rick Martel. It was, ca- it was kind of the start of gimmicks, thing. pretty much. Yeah. It was one that kind of lived up there because then the Macho King was gone and Macho, Macho Man started doing, uh, started doing, um, uh, commentary and stuff. Which uh, was totally epic at. Yeah. Um, obviously you had, um, the, uh, you had like, um, him fighting a feud with Jake the Snake, but then basically what happened was Jack Tunney reinstated him, and then that's whenever he was the Macho Man and was fighting Jake the Snake, um, which was af- obviously after that because um, that was like Tuesday in te- Texas, and then this is somebody because the name of Macho Man's album. Was be a man, and Alan, to be the man, you gotta... Beat the man. Woo! That's right, champ! I'm talking to you, I'm Ric Flair, and I've got, like, Mr. Perfect in my corner, and Bobby Heenan, and all that kind of stuff. In other words, all the bad guys. Uh, WrestleMania 8, he fought Ric Flair. In the Hoosier Dome. Yeah, because, uh, uh, basically, what had happened was, at the start of the, like the press conference they had people gather around like Undertaker Hulk Hogan Rick F- and um, the Justice Macho Man and the person to fight Ric Flair WrestleMania 8 for the championship was Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. and then he's going yes yes and he sees the Justice with like a, a bit of paper like scrunching it up and going like what you did Jack Tony was bogus and all this here nonsense and then, so, Hogan ended up fighting to justice, so then Macho Man. 
Fighting Flair, who had won the belt at the Royal Rumble Indeed. in 1992. The first time ever, and only, that the WWE title was put on the line in the Royal Rumble format. Yes, indeedy. Um, so, basically, I remember this match so well, because at the time I used to buy the, du- the then WWF magazine. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. So, like, on the front of it, you know, this is obviously before, you know, you, you had your home computers and your laptops oh, and definitely. all that kind of stuff. So, um, information wasn't as easily accessible. No, no, but what I'm going to say is that um, the, on the front cover was a picture of Elizabeth with Ric Flair mm-hmm. at a pool. So, yes. it had Elizabeth and it had the L on the pillow and the R for Rick uh-huh. and you know like um, she was feeding the strawberry and you see like Rick Flair you know like laughing and then there's one I think they were with a horse and there was another one um, I can't remember what the other one was but basically what this all was was like photoshopped such an early photoshop yeah but basically scary. what it was it was probably that, that you know like she was there like that you know, with the strawberry and Ric Flair going like that, and then right, Rick, get out of the road, right, go around there, and then he'll just pop in the same place yeah. and take the same photo, and then they go like, yeah. yeah, this is how it was done. They did it. Hold on two seconds. Dirt. Hey, yeah, well, I muted it so they didn't hear it, and you didn't need to say dirt. They'll have picked it up on my microphone, so it's okay. Well, that just spoils things, dirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's basically what happened, and I yeah. remember that so well. Um, it was a fantastic idea for back then because, yes, like you said, computers were basically it. no, there was no real you know use of a home computer. Obviously, you had main computers for running your processing powers and all that sort of stuff, but no way were we using computers for such like we you are could today. call useless things. Yeah, recreational stuff. Yeah, recreational stuff, hobbies, etc. There was nowhere anywhere you wouldn't even have had Microsoft Paint at this stage <gasps> so, you would have had Mario Paint on Super Nintendo though you would have had that okay so that was what it was done on was Mario Paint <laughs> yeah <laughs> this Photoshop okay that's how it was done <laughs> I'll be it has evidence that indicates that it was that this doctored footage was done on Mario Paint <laughs> I shake my head to you you're not saying I'm wrong, though. <laughs> but obviously... Ah! <laughs> right. But obviously, this match, strangely enough, is in the middle of the card. Because yeah. obviously Hogan and Vicious was last. Yeah, that's... But it was in the middle of the card, and so many other matches went on after it. It's so weird. Yeah, because you had, like, Owen Hart versus Skinner. And you had Tatanka versus Rick Martel. You had the Natural Disasters versus Money, Inc. Which was terrible. All, all of this was after that match, leading up to and the this was the match. This was the first WrestleMania as well that the last match wasn't for the championship. Mm-hmm. You know, wouldn't so be the last, but it was a game. yeah. It's but very this was, rare. Yeah, it's very, very rare that you know, like you don't have the main event was either you were going for the title or you were getting the number one contendership or yeah. you know whatever. Um, so yeah, as you said, very weird um, that happened. Uh, obviously, Ric Flair had plenty of dirty tactics with him being the dirtiest player in the game, yep. having Mr. Perfect at his side. But I felt that Mr. Perfect interfered way too much. I think I think you're right, just a wee bit too much. Yeah, he's good. He was a good character to have at ringside, but it is a case of you can go only go so far with interfering. 
Um, yeah, but it's just the case then if you see him like beating the tar out of Randy and Randy's then limping on one leg, yeah. he's only got like the left leg or whatever, and um, I think it's F- Flair's holding his leg and uh, he just goes like, and he goes to throw a punch and Randy Oosh. like. Um, rolls him up and then pulls the tights yeah. and you hear Bobby Heenan going after freaking out he's like oh you had the tights you had the tights but that's how he won it and then Elizabeth came in the ring and started hugging him and all the fireworks went off and this is not to do with Randy Savage it's just like the fireworks in the ring yeah. went off you know he went, oh, Elizabeth, that's, the one you nice. that's, oh. that's the one that you saw in his actual in his rest in peace video on Monday Night Raw yeah the one where he kind of goes whoa <laughs> there's the fireworks going off yeah all. there's one though I think it's in WCW wherever you see him you see him spin around and the fireworks go up and you kind of see him like flinch it's like it's you know <laughs> like, like very reaction. it's like, like Eric Young you know like it scared the, it scared him you know fire Eric because he's a world heavyweight champion, supposedly. Great mood. This is true. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. What did you think of... Obviously, that's basically WrestleMania 8 done. Um, a good a good match. Probably my top list will probably go WrestleMania 7, 8, 5, 4, 6. You've missed 3, which was Steamboat. Oops. Well, that would well go. There, man. That would go with second then. Fair enough. So we'll go seven, three, eight, five, six, four, three, two, one. No explosion, blast off. No. Where's Arco? No. All right. I would probably have for me one, seven, nine, two, six, four. Where does one come into this? He said three, two, one. What are you talking about, Willis? Just doing a random countdown. Yeah. I would probably have seven, three, one, eight, nine, seven, three, eight, seven, three, eight, seven, four. Yes. Uh, that's uh, that's Alan's pin number, folks. Three eight seven four. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, yes, and then Hogan. Then obviously six with Dusty. Dusty. Poor Dusty at the bottom. What about Diviase? As I said, Diviase before that. L- listen back, and you will hear it. I can't. Uh, what do you think of Macho Man's uh, singing career? Fantastic. Because <laughs> obviously you appeared in the Yeah Slam Jam. Thank you, man. This is much you win. Yeah. Do you want to mention that video? The coincidence about? Yeah, it was very strange. That was quite like, scary. And Chris pointed this out to me not long after sa- his sad passing. Um, obviously, whenever they've recorded that, a couple of people here in it are the British Bulldog. Obviously, unfortunately, sadly, not with us. Um, Bret Hart and The Undertaker so there's a part at the start of it whenever you hear like Bobby Heenan going like uh, you know like can you hear me and you hear like the world wrestling fetish we're all set to go slam and then it goes it shows you like uh, Papa Shango and a couple other things and there's a kid there's a sign that says The Undertaker says rest in peace and The Undertaker is coming down to the there's ring the on the hearse so SummerSlam 92 and immediately after that then is the Macho Man 
which is kind of strange. Scary coincidence. Yeah, that it's like the Undertaker says, "Rest in peace." You have Undertaker going to the ring in the hearse. Yeah. Who's then after that Macho Man? I was kind of whenever I watched it, it was like, "Whoa, that's really freaky." Uh-huh. You know, obviously, you know, it's it, totally unrelated and it's all that. Totally so unrelated, stuff, but it's just one of those it, weird things that you always kind of look too much into yeah. but it's a coincidence that you automatically latch onto it and whoa I remember when for that that uh, song came out um, that Macho Man said that if it didn't make the top 10 mm-hmm. I can't remember where it was it might have been London or somewhere it said that he would run around a butt naked if it didn't make it into the top 10 <laughs> thankfully it did because I think it made it like number 4 or 5 or something Good like that Lord, that is yeah. Scary night. That just shows you the popularity back then. Well, for frick's sake, Mr. Blobby was number one at one stage. Mr. Blobby. <laughs> Mr. Blobby. He's like Dusty Rhodes, only he's like yellow and pink. <laughs> hey, our folks. Uh, oh, no, it's not no, Dusty no, Rhodes. No, no, no. Blob- or anything. I'm talking about the polka dots, only Mr. Blobby had yellow polka dots on a pink body. Type it into Google, American people. You will freak the hell out at the sight of Mr. Probably. Technically, you could say that Mr. Mr. Probably Dusty Rhodes. I get the two confused. Had had yellow um, polka dots on a pink body because he was fair skinned and he was pink. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Maybe he was the inspiration for Mr. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't speak like Mr. Blobby though. <laughs> blobby, blobby, blobby. <laughs> okay. Okay. No. Is there anything else? Uh, ice? <laughs> anything else? Um, if you're wondering, we have in fact got beside us here a copy of the Macho Madness DVD, the Randy Savage Ultimate Collection, brought to you by Silver Vision in the UK and all good retailers such as the likes of Walmart and Best Buy and that sort of thing in the United States. Yep. Is there anything else that... if the people who have listened to this podcast haven't ever seen this DVD. If they are to track one thing down from it, besides just what we've talked about, that you would recommend to them. Um, you see, it it doesn't have his rematch with the Warrior at SummerSlam '92. Um, and it really doesn't go in depth with. You see. One good thing about it is that, you know, like it'll say, Savage's choice for a new manager, so then he'll have, you know, he'll then pick Elizabeth from, like, you know, say Bobby the Brain Heenan, Jimmy Hoffman, Classy Freddy Blasley, etc., etc. And then Matt Stryker and Maria, who was there at the time, mm, um, yeah. they will both, yeah, don't do Playboy, you look better with your clothes on, all honestly. Um, they both will talk a bit about it and then you'll see like the promos and then it'll go into the matches and all that kind of stuff but it's a good it's a good DVD but unfortunately it's like here's a bit here's a match here's a bit here's a match it's not like you know uh, Heartbreak and Triumph the Shawn Michaels story where Shawn Michaels sits down and he goes through his entire career and talks about things unfortunately now we'll never get that Unless we get other people talking about it, yeah. very much like we have with the Bobby Heenan one, uh, with Bobby Heenan unfortunately being in poor health, um, you know, like his daughter, his wife, um, other people who have um, partnered up with him, yeah. whether it be Ric Flair or anything like that. Um, so I don't know whether they will, but maybe, maybe if 
hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later whenever Macho Man gets inducted in the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. Because um, obviously WWE's DVD schedule is pretty chalker for the next year. Yeah, but if they were to induct him in the Hall of Fame, then they could have other people talk about yeah. him, you know, like in their favourite matches and all that kind of that's stuff. Usually, that's usually the time when they have most people sit down and just you record know, a, a huge I, I session. I can't right, but like post hummus or humus or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, the way you Not humus, that. that's a type of dip. Um, <laughs> post hummus or something like that. This is not joking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, Machima was in um, WCW, but to be honest with you... Not extremely memorable? No. I mean, I remember watching this DVD and he was fighting outside um, in a lifeguard match. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, That's the sort of quality you got from the tail end of WCW, everybody. Unfortunately so. Um, so that's basically, you know, everyone pretty much knows about Matchman Randy Savage. We just wanted to do our kind of um, version and just go and talk a little bit about um, the Macho Man and um, our memories and all that kind of stuff. Um, what's coming up next time on in WrestleShock then, Al? Wrestling. Wrestling? Wrestling. Is it going to be the Mr. Perfect Million Dollar Man? Yeah, see, we keep saying this, everybody, but unfortunately things just keep arising as to what we have been wanting to do, obviously, again. Should we just say it's uh, TBC at the moment, That's why I said wrestling. (laughs) It's just wrestling. Okay, well, it's to be confirmed of what the subjects are going to be. Chances are extremely high. As long as, God forbid, nobody else dies or anything like that between now and then, um, it will indeed be Mr. Perfect and Teddy Biasi. Okay. Um, Yeah, so if we're doing that, um, also as well, before I forget, um, at the end of the show as well, we'll be playing you a bit of music, but um, if I could access my email for two seconds because I forgot... um, something here um, just give me two seconds uh, don't forget folks while I'm actually doing this um, if you visit Pop Culture Network on a regular basis you'll find there Master Universe Chronicles, Operation Retro Shock um, some other fine shows such as Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk, Not in Box such as so on and so forth and all that kind of all oh, fantastic shows. Everybody. Not so forth and so on is an actual thing, but <laughs> regardless. Uh, well, what we're actually going to do is we're um, going to play a sound clip um, that I got sent uh, from somebody, um, which is Nathan, um, who's on the Pop Culture Network forums. Um, so um, just... Um, Thanks to Nathan for sending this in. We also have um, a couple other things to go to um, if on Facebook. Yeah. Um, we had um, a couple there and on Pop Culture Network. We're unprepared for this, folks, because um, we've suddenly just remembered it. Um, so I just need to look this up. Pro Wrestling Discussion, where you can go into and you can also um, pop in there. You can also head over to the forums and then just type in there about anything you really want to. If I could find where I posted this. Uh, there we go. Um, I'll read a couple of here out. Um, CoGMJS or J Sutton um, <laughs> r- 
wrote, uh, that's a bit of my fault. Although many memories stand out to be about Randy Savage from the epic WrestleMania 3 match which centred around Savage crushing Steamboat's throat on WWF TV, which was redone in Ring of Honor, right, we're not talking about that, ending of the retirement match at WrestleMania 7. My all-time memory is the madness of the Macho Man, starting when he sided with Sting at the beginning of the madness, then siding with NWO and having the power battle between him and Hogan was the best storyline next to Savage DDP, which led to Savage and Nash bringing in the red and black of the wolf pack. Again, that just sums up WCW full stop end of story. Um, going to Mike Lacey on our Operation Retroshock Facebook page, which you can find at obviously www.facebook.com forward slash Operation Retroshock. Go there, like the page, etc. Um, he says WrestleMania 4 went over the million dollar man to win his first WWF heavyweight title, uh, the title shot that he earned and he deserved after his performance against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat the year before. Oh, yeah. Uh, next one's from Keldor with two R's. Uh, some of my favourite feuds involved the Macho Man, but the best was on again, off again Hogan stuff. He was so good he could make guys like Hogan and the Warrior look good too. <laughs> His best match got to be with Ricky Steamboat. God, I miss those days. And may Randy the Macho Man Savage rest in peace, which is very Also, crazy. I want to give a wee shout out. There was actually a post uh, on the. Retroshock Facebook page, a picture from Superfan Ben, which I thought was actually pretty cool. It was like a mock-up of Duck Hunt, mm-hmm. and uh, it was Randy Savage standing there doing his typical, you know, hands up yeah. in the air pose, but he's holding two ducks in his hands. A tad random, but pretty cool nonetheless. Speaking of Superfan Ben, he's the last one on uh, Pop Culture Network. Perfect segue. Um, obviously, this is going to be. Superfan band, so it's going to be a bit long. But so, um, the fantastic thing is he is such a diehard wrestling fan, and has obviously met quite a few wrestlers in his time yeah. and gone to many wrestling events. So these memories are very strong for him. I'm sure, like many wrestling fans, when they heard about Randy Savage's death, felt the same thing. He, like Hogan, Piper, and Andre, were the reason a lot of us became fans. Uh, my first memory of the Macho Man was his match with George Animal Steel on Saturday night's main event, where winner in inverted commas gets Elizabeth. My friend Brad and I watched it together, laughing hysterically. A few le- years later, I went to my first WWE live event in Green Bay, uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Mister Superfan Ben, uh, <laughs> where Macho was defending his title against Ted DiBiase in the main event. It was right after their match at WrestleMania 4. My friend and I rocked our purple match one shirts. How awesome is that? A few months later, we saw the same match in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, at WrestleFest 88. Um, this match was the best match of that feud I've ever, ever seen. Uh, the WWE released this, that's VHS, of this event, but didn't include this match for some reason. Uh, more fun matches that I saw at live events were against Hulk Hogan, Bad News Brown, in a Harlem street fight, and Ric Flair, woo, during his second title reign in 1992. I saw him at a few WCW live events too, but my favourite moments from those years were his feud with DDP. Macho going hardcore was quite a treat. Goofy story, I had been going to wrestling, meeting greats for years. No, really? When finally I got to go to one with Macho Man in 1999. Uh, he was with his then valet, gorgeous Lo- George, he later married, didn't he? And no one knew she was going to be there, and I thought, 
<laughs> and I had brought a picture of Miss Elizabeth for him to sign. I handed it to him, and he said, "I'm sorry, this is all I had." Matthew just said loud enough for me to hear it. You would, you would be sorry too if I give a picture to you of you uh, with your ex-wife. He still <laughs> signed it and also signed a picture with him and gorgeous George that they handed out. I left thinking and saying to my friend, I just met one of my idols and he hates me. Worst meet and greet ever. Yeah, so if you go into a meet and greet, uh, don't bring a picture of, of your ex-wife. ex-wife. <laughs> yeah. Maybe bring a picture of your ex-wife and say, can you sign that? She's a fan, can I, this is part of the yeah. settlement, you know. Yeah, it really bothered me every time the WWE would announce the Hall of Fame induction since Savage wouldn't get in. I want that moment as a fan so bad. It seemed like WWE has been trying to bury his legacy for years. Then that Macho Madness DVD came out of nowhere and Mattel figures were coming out of him. It really felt like he was starting to get his due. He has always been in my top five and he always will be. So I think that's the best way to sum it up really, Ben. Thank you very much for that. Yep, indeed. So we'll play you... Um, We'll sign off here, and uh, we'll play Nathan's sign file, and uh, I think we'll end with a bit of slam jam. Thank you, man. This is the match, man. So uh, we hope you've enjoyed this. Um, obviously, thanks, match, man, for the memories. The best way to look at this is he's reunited with both his former managers, Miss Elizabeth and Sensational Sherry. Indeed. So, Matchaman drops some elbows in heaven, and uh, you entertain the heck out of us, and I'm sure I wouldn't be the only person to say um, Matchaman was heaven-bound, but now he should be Hall of Fame-bound. Absolutely. No truer words said. Okay, well, I've been Chris Finn. I've been Alan Price. See you on the next episode of Rational Shock. And thanks for all your emails. Keep them coming in about other stuff. And uh, one last thing. What are you going to say, Alan? Oh yeah! Dig it! Bye. Hey everyone, this is Nathan from the forums. I just wanted to come on and talk what I think of the Macho Man Randy Savage. You know, I've stated I didn't grow up listening, or not listening, watching Macho Man on television. I grew up mostly watching Shawn Michaels uh, and all the VHS tapes I got from the local video store. And then, you know, I was into the the very kind of back end of the Attitude Era. And just to wake up in the morning and just find out that someone who transcended the genre, someone like Macho Man has just gone. I woke up and I look at my WWE All-Stars poster and it's just kind of looked at him and I thought, he's gone. And he's just definitely one of the greatest to ever live and really transcended the genre. I mean, I still know what oh yeah, Macho Madness was when I was like five years old in New Zealand. A country that doesn't really have much wrestling on normal television. I knew what it was and just shows that he could really transcend the genre and become one of the main stars, not only in wrestling but in any type of media. He's just got that recognizable voice and the look and just recently I watched lots of his matches such as the WrestleMania 3 and I just see how much I missed out on by not watching him and I really regret that so now I'm watching the Macho Madness DVD and yeah just wanted to say one of the greatest of all time and he'll be missed. Thanks guys. And we are set to go. Sorry.